Okay, Jimmy, before you welcome everybody, I got to read this quote from E.E. E. Cummings. Um, and it's just been speaking to me. Of course, I had it open and now I don't. What the freak happened to it that fast? Welcome to Breaking Brains and Building Hearts, everybody. It's 2021. We're back and better than ever. And uh, a new episode for you. And Chris is going to kick us off with a fantastic quote. From E.E. E. Cummings. I had it open and then I closed it. <laughs> to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight. Boom. We need a timestamp on that quote because I wrote a blog a year or two ago. Your biggest fight every day. Show up as your best self. I think he's dead. Oh. <laughs> well. Like ancient famous writer poet. But you're close. <laughs> you're vibing, baby. You're flowing with ancient uh, wisdom. Brett gets a participation trophy. <laughs> so so we're we're in 2021 now doing breaking brains i'm chris this is brett jimmy's hosting and guiding excited to be with you guys today new era yeah. well why don't we so why don't we keep the conversation rolling uh you know we've just made it through 2020 uh, everybody was challenged everybody was challenged with change they were in an environment that was totally new and uh, everyone was trying to figure it out uh, as we went along. And now, you know, New Year came. Everyone's hoping for something new and different, and it's more of the same shit. Uh, and uh, we expect more of the same through the rest of the year. So the idea is, you know, for me, anyways, you know, what have we learned that we can carry with us this year? And uh, I wonder, Brett, from your perspective, if the quote that um, Chris read to us gives us a clue or a hint. Yeah, you know, for me, like the new year, so two ways I interact with the new year, you know, one being in the basketball season for my whole life, like the the holiday was just an interruption to the schedule, right? It's, it's the same season. So new year doesn't start until <laughs> August really uh, for the basketball uh, team. Um, but the second part of it is like, you know, really just because we flipped the calendar is it going to really make that much of a difference chris you've talked about this a lot like what what is calendar and time and any of that it's something someone chose and put out there in front of us and and maybe we're looking for this pattern interrupt of like all right 2021 all right we can start fresh we can forget everything that happened behind us but um but it doesn't change. Like we're our problems came with us, and our old uh, issues came with us, and um, and to me, like that's the the quote Chris read. That's the focus every day. It's like can you can you be at your best self every day? And that's your biggest battle. It's not your um, you know your weight loss program. It's not your uh, you know winning your political fights. It's not your uh, sales goals. It's can you be at your best self? Uh, unshameable, um, unbreakable, uh, and, and be able to keep going every day. Um, so whether it's 2020, 2021, or the year of Cummings, 1756, whenever he was around, <laughs> it's still true. The fight is still the same. Yeah. 
It's mm. interesting. Uh, you know, when I think about the quote, I think about uh, the life of a salesperson or a um, growth company executive. And um, what we faced then, you know, beginning of last year, we faced now, beginning of this year, is this idea of help coming, right? The PPP coming, um, loans, uh, money to shore up our business. And we are, you know, eminently focused on the goals that we have, right? Because revenue uh, creates uh, jobs, right? It allows us to hire and keep our people. And when I think about the quote, I think about the pressure that we can carry around with us to be amazing, to be flawless, and to keep our boat, our business alive from a sales perspective to hit our number and keep my job, regardless of what comes. And, you know, that that desire to show up as the best version of myself, uh, that most attractive version of myself uh, can be supplanted by the seduction of focusing on uh, the goal and being seduced by the goal and thereby showing up and trying to be seductive as a salesperson, right? Not showing up and being customer centric, but showing up and being manipulative, focusing on the deal instead of focusing on the client, because perhaps I'm overwhelmed by the need to hit that mark. Or as an executive, I'm overwhelmed by the need to achieve the business objectives that are in front of me. Uh, so not that I have an answer right now, but just a, uh, an observation that we can all be mindful of how we're processing the stressors around us and how those, how our ability to process those and be aware of those is causing us to show up as we uh, interact with people, as we um, establish our brands, as we establish new relationships uh, as the year unfolds in front of us. We're taking those uh, steps to live out of that authenticity. And I had shared with you guys before we started about, you know, Friday, how I had gotten into this place where there was just a, the energy was off. I was outside of myself. There was approving. And then, Jimmy, you just asked a question and it was like, okay. Um, and, and, you know, for me, 2020 was so much about some reinvention. And then 2021, this beginning quarter anyway, is about finishing touches to that, getting it to the, the execution and the systems and the rhythms and the uh, routines beyond just the intentions. And, and so for me, that's really, uh, you know, the work at hand. But that's where you start to get some momentum from all that wrestling. And, and as you get that momentum from all that wrestling, you're figuring out the, the symbiotic relationship of who I am, but also then how I serve most effectively. And that's not just personal, it's corporate. So it's the company and then where the customer or the client is. And everything is about that beautiful matchup because you can be so secure in who you are but, and so adapt that you lose yourself in the process and you're not showing up you know, where you can be the best in the world. And so what's fun for me about what you're saying, Jimmy, is it's it, how it works together and it comes together. And um, the, the task of doing that work to get to the simplicity from, from that complexity, wow, like that's everything. And it's funny you use the ship example because without the awareness, you're the leaky ship. 
you are committed to change or trying to go somewhere, but you're not really ready because you've got something taking uh, away, you know, from the buoyancy. It's putting in that water and you start to go down because you can't keep up with, here's the big stuff, this year is going to be harder than last year. I really do believe that. I'm an optimist, and that just means there's more opportunity for reinvention and growth. But there's a mindset that people had in March and April of 2020 that they couldn't grasp reality. And I know all three of us were like, here's what's real. Here's where you got to adjust. And I started to see this collective emotion start to seep through where it's like, okay, 2021, all right. Like, no, it's probably going to be more disruptive, more tribal, more reactionary for a lot of people. We got to lead the way in that. It's interesting. So the question, the question that comes to my mind, Chris, is you know, how do we as human beings, we're all human beings, we all struggle with the same challenges. Uh, we may all show up a little differently, but how do we face change without allowing uh, it to change us, right? How do we step up and not let it, not let the change that we're we're dealing with influence who we are and how we show up? I think actually it can change us in a good way because it we're constantly trying to navigate timeless values with the timeliness of where's the world at right now. But ultimately, if it causes you to care to compromise your character, what are the things that you've chosen in a non-reactive way are the core values of your character? And then how are those going to be tested? And then how will you pass that test? You can't wait till you get in the moment. As they yeah. say in the drug world, you haven't met your molecule. You know, somebody can try crack and beat it. Somebody can try heroin and beat it. Somebody else can try it and they're never the same their whole life because it mirrored something in them chemically. They feel like they touched the face of God and they can't not do whatever they got to do to get that substance. Well, you're going to meet your molecule in leadership and business. You're gonna face those things that cause you to compromise. So how can I future-proof my resiliency by determining what I value from a character standpoint and imagining where that would be tested? Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't have all that perfectly nailed down at this level because I'm at a new level and it's new devils. Right, right. Well, I think the clue, the, the clue for me here, and I'd love to hear Brett, what you think of this, the clue for me and what you said was universal values. I, I refer to them as core values, but um, you know, there is a tendency for us as human beings to want to believe that our core values have to change each time we hit something new. And I'm drawn to a conversation I just had with my wife about um, investing, right? The stock market. Do we have to make a change? Is world is the is the world going to significantly be different. And, you know, the conversation led us back to, uh, we didn't use this phrase when we were speaking, but it, it's your phrase, Chris, the universal values that we set up, you know, <laughs> decades ago are still good, still make sense today. So let's just roll with it. And it was, a, I think, looking back on that conversation in this, in this context of this conversation really gives me comfort that um, I don't have to be I can be thoughtful and take information in, but I don't have to be reactionary. And I can, 
I think if I, if I think about my character and the things that I value as universal, maybe it helps me give them more weight and uh, makes me less uh, reactionary, less likely to make a knee-jerk reaction or knee-jerk change that can end up maybe hurting me and maybe even hurting a relationship that I've built over time. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Well, and, and to build off the stock market piece, universal but particular to you. So it's like we have these universal values for what represent the height of human-to-human -human interaction. And some of those I struggle with more than others. And some of those, you know, someone else struggles with more than others. And we have to pretty much know that we're going to be challenged, tested, stretched around the ones that are the hardest for us to access, um, which is how we grow. Because you're in a situation where you don't possess enough of whatever that thing is, which is how it's going to grow in you. Mm -hmm. Brett, what do you? What does this make you think of? Yeah, I mean, you're saying universal values, Jimmy. You're saying core values, and I'm thinking of the word fundamentals. Um, right. <laughs> you, when you when you advance or uh, you you upgrade and grow into a new space, or the circumstances around you start changing, uh, you know, it's leaning back on the fundamentals, and and I think we all choose like what are those core values, those fundamentals for us that have um, led us to be successful, but also led us to be just the best version of ourselves who, you know, who we, we aspire to be. Um, and so as you advance and things around you are changing or you, you step into new territory, uh, it's, it's unclear at first, you know, there's some confusion and, and uncertainty, but in a moment of clarity, you come back to, okay, what are the fundamentals that I've, I've been able to build on all this time. And now how do those apply in this new situation? Um, so the fundamentals don't change. The application of them will change uh, as circumstances around you change. Um, but it's, it's figuring out that. Like, what, are, what are their core values, the, the universal values, the, the fundamentals that you can lean on uh, at all times, and then those will be apl applicable in every situation. It's just a matter of how does it manifest itself with these particular conditions. Mm. And we're going to compromise them sometimes as we grow and change. And I think we don't have to fear that. We have to know we're not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But when we mess up, we apologize. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I've had to call people and apologize to them and tell them, I'm sorry, I lost my way. You know, there was one period of time, and I'd be curious if you guys have stories like this, one period of time where uh, I was leading too many people. I was way over my head with responsibility. Uh, I didn't appreciate momentum. And, um, and I was running hard and fast to a vision. But the two mistakes I was really making was... I was running too fast and I forgot that the vision is the people, right? So if I'm forcing something down the organization's throat, so to speak, you know, I need to come back at this. It doesn't mean everybody's going to be on board. They never are. But from a change management, change management standpoint, I was off there. So fast forward like a year and a half later, I'm out of that situation. Uh, reality starts to kind of hit me. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was kind of a jerk to like these five people and I need to call them and apologize to them. And I didn't want to do that. But what it did is it drove the lesson deeper, right? Well, I remember one guy was like, I would have never expected to get this call. Thank you. You know, whatever. Now there was one guy called, he gets on the phone and I try to apologize to him and the, it ends. I'm like, crap, he hung up. I got an enemy for life. I went ahead and tried to call back again. It was an office line. So office line to office line. I'm like, hey man, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to call because the way that I handled you being fired was not good. You know, I did it terrible. And um, I'm sorry, you know, it's dead. I'm like, hey, you still there? It, he's gone. So I'm like, he's hung up on me. But I went ahead and tried back, literally called back a third time. I was like, dude, I don't know what's happened. How? He said he wasn't hanging up on me and I believe him. He, somehow our, our call kept getting interrupted because after I apologized the third time, uh, <laughs> he was like, man, I'd already forgiven you. Um, and, and it was really, really amazing to, to go through that and, and to, to own that. And then to have that one experience drag out a little bit deeper and go, yeah, I kind of had to work like the steps of AA for leadership, <laughs> you know, where they, one of the steps is you got to go back and, cause I was in an environment where I was becoming a worse version of myself which is everything with that quote that we opened up with, I had lost my way. And it was over a meta, you know, time period of multiple years. And as I got out, I was waking up more to reality. And it sounds like that apology was, um, that was one of the first steps to getting back to who you were, right? Um, it makes a lot of sense to me, um, especially the word that, you use Brett uh, fundamentals. Um, you know, when times get tough, what do we do? Um, same thing, and we do the same thing in sports that we can do in our own lives is just, you know, go back to the fundamentals that got you here. And I and I feel like, for me anyway, uh, you run into something you haven't run into before—a pandemic. When you stop and think about it, we've been here before as a country, we've been here before as a race, human race, and we made it. All right, cool. So I know it's not the end of the world, or do I? And then we start questioning ourselves, you know, um, and the questioning, you know, causes us to question our fundamentals. And I wonder, what is it about human beings that that makes us feel like going back to the fundamentals represents risk. Like, why wouldn't we always go back to our, the fundamentals? Because of the, those are the things that got us where we were, where we are. Why wouldn't we go back to them to ride out the crisis? Why do we feel like we have to, there's something different, something new, something untested that's better? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I'd be interested to hear what you say, Chris. The, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, you know, the disagreement happens in what is the reinvention of the fundamentals. So it's not necessarily it's a new fundamental, but you know, some are saying, "Oh, we got to do it exactly like we did it," you know, a hundred years ago. Um, that's the fundamental. That's the core value. You're not going to change that principle. But the people evolve, right? And so. You know, the, the core value, the fundamental is, is still true, but the application of it, like what's the reinvention of it 
um, this, the same timeless truth, but now the application of that in current times. I think that's probably where the, um, the disagreement and the conflict happens is you know, agreeing on or, or coming to grips with what is the new application uh, of the same timeless truth. What yeah, do you think? If you, if, you, if you boil down everything we're saying up to this point before this issue, everything we're saying is learning who you are in truth and then showing up with a servant's mindset or heart Jimmy, I know you appreciate that, uh, to the customer and, and meeting them where they are. And that's the dynamic capacity of that. You're not losing yourself and meeting them where they are, becoming a chameleon that has no center. Um, you're also not maintaining authenticity in a way that you're forcing that on the, the, the interaction, the person you love, the client, whatever it is. It's both of these at once. And when you make mistakes, as you will, you calibrate continually to new levels of responsibility and leadership, then you own it. Now, when you're talking about this issue of, you know, going back to what we've known, the human brain, you know, they think, we don't know, it's not the best measurement tool, but the one that measures the big five in psychology tends to head towards a more conservative approach. We've got to preserve the past or a more liberal approach. We've got to embrace the future. So throughout human societies, you see these two developing over and over. So there's some good theory that there's some kind of embeddedness in the human brain that it will go towards one of these. What's really powerful is when you can know that about yourself and go the other way intentionally, like explore it, think it, embrace it. I mean, I used to be way over here. Uh, and then I was over here for a while. And, and now I tend to be kind of like acknowledging both realities. So what happens for us now going forward, we're not going to beat two things. We're never going to beat these two things. Number one, Richard Dawkins, the selfish gene, whatever you want to call it, human nature, evolution, biology. You cannot rid the world of racism. I wish we could. We can't end slavery. We can't end racism. Uh, you can't rid the world of you know, scarcity thinking that acts out of fear that, that attempts coups, right? <laughs> um, there will always be people who in the midst of the wars, the battles, the fights, the selfishness, choose love and service, inspiration, sacrifice, whatever it is. It's the yin yang of it. And so, you know, it applies to every issue that we have right now. That's how I see it. It's what wild. are you thinking, Jimmy? No, it's, it's wild. I think it's what I'm thinking about are, you know, all the frailties I bring to the table and kind of how I process through those frailties. And, uh, you know, um, there's learning, but there's also forgetting, right? And uh, we talked mm -hmm. about this, Chris, you know, in the context of change management within an organization. Um, I think a lot of the way that, ways that I handle change management in my life is the way I recommend companies do it. You know, this, we think of change management as um, the choices that we make as, as organizations around what we decide we're going to learn, what lessons we're going to learn and what lessons we're going to forget. And so I don't forget lessons. I, I build them into systems 
that I use to run my life, just like I would in a business. If there are lessons I don't want to forget, I build them into the systems that help me run my business. Um, and I'm wondering if there's a if that's an answer for many of us who maybe when time does get times do get tough, we find ourselves on that yo-yo, or we jump onto the roller coaster and we kind of ride. We go up, we go down, we go up. We we, we kind of ride the roller coaster along with all the all the changes happening around us instead of operating in a steady, consistent way. You know, somebody who shows up, um, recognizing the fundamentals that um, sustain them their whole lives and continue to exercise those fundamentals. Uh, and so maybe there are some tricks that we can use to um, help us become more sustained and sustainable during these times uh, and maybe maybe help us avoid the challenges that you foresee for most of us coming this year. Mm. I, I think there are. What would you say those might be, Brett? And I know we're close. Yeah. Well, you're, um, was it you that said routines are better than intentions? I want to give credit to where I'm stealing all my information. It was, all my it was me or E.E. E. coming. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I think we put that in the stuck book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's been said a million ways before. Right, right. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's the deal. Like once you get to the, you find your fundamentals and then your core values, the timeless truth that you can, you can hold on to, then how do you bake those into to routines and systems that help you stay true to it? You know, one of my favorite song lyrics from Mumford and Sons, I think I actually, we put it in the Catching Confetti book. But hold on to what you believe in the light when the darkness has robbed you of all your sight. Mm. And there's going to be times where you just can't see um, what's out in front of you. And it feels like it's overwhelming and, uh, and, and you're lost your way. But you stay true to the fundamentals. You stay true to the systems and, and take the next right step. Um, holding on to what you, what you know is true. And, uh, and it'll come out on the other side of it. So. Dude, that's wow. awesome. I'm going to tell you how I'm applying that, Jimmy, and then I'll hand it off to you. Uh, when <laughs> I don't know what to post on social media, I just have my assistant take Brett's sayings from Championship, take Championship <laughs> off it, put Side Shift on it and post it. <laughs> and, then I re- and then I see it and I'm like, wow, that's really good. I hit like... <laughs> <laughs> Where have I seen that before? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's awesome. So it sounds like you know we've come full circle. Uh, we opened the session today talking about um, how important it is to uh, show up as our true selves, and even in the context of challenging times like the times we've been through, and the times that are most likely in front of us here as we begin 2021. Um, and uh, we came full circle to this idea that. Um, uh, really, all we have to do is go back to the fundamentals, go back to who we know we are, go back to the beliefs that have sustained us over time, and um, stay true to those things. It may it may feel difficult in the moment, but we can we can have faith, I guess, in the fact that they have worked for us in the past. Why wouldn't they continue to work for us moving forward? Uh, I like it. I like that a lot, guys. Thank you. Um, for the lesson today. Uh, and thank you to all of you who are listening to uh, Breaking Brains and Building Hearts, our first episode of the new year. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Brett. And we look forward to 
seeing you next time on the next episode. Take good care.